Remain standing, please. Take your Bibles and turn to Genesis chapter 4. Genesis chapter 4. You have a Schofield Bible, that's on page 10, but you probably don't need to know that. Genesis chapter 4. Oh, yes. We'll begin in verse 1. Genesis 4, verse 1. And Adam knew Eve, his wife, and she conceived and bare Cain, and said, I have gotten a man from the Lord. And she again bare his brother Abel. And Abel was a keeper of sheep, but Cain was a tiller of the ground. And in process of time it came to pass that Cain brought of the fruit of the ground an offering unto the Lord. And Abel he also brought of the firstlings of his flock and of the fat thereof. And the Lord had respect unto Abel and to his offering. But unto Cain and to his offering he had not respect. And Cain was very wroth, and his countenance fell. And the Lord said unto Cain, Why art thou wroth, and why is thy countenance fallen? If thou doest well, shalt thou not be accepted. And if thou doest not well, sin lieth at the door. And unto thee shall be his desire, and thou shalt rule over him. Father, thank you, Lord, for the privilege to be in your house on this beautiful Sunday morning. God, we just uh, thank you again, Lord, uh, for the Word of God and, uh, Lord, for just the privilege we have to, to have it, to hold it, to hear it, and to read it, God. And, Lord, we just yes. pray now as it's yes. come time for the preaching of your Word, Lord, that you'd open up our hearts and our minds and our ears that we might receive, Lord, that that you have for each and every one of us here this morning. Uh, Lord, we thank you for the guests that have come this way today. And, Lord, I ask you just bless them and speak to their hearts today. And God, we just pray that you just meet oh, and move yes. in every heart and life here this morning. Yes. Have your blessed will, Lord. And Lord, we'll give you the glory and honor for it all. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen. We appreciate you being here today. And we just say it's not our, it's not our lot to uh, in any way, shape, or form to embarrass anyone. But the Lord done something very special for you yesterday. Would you want to stand up and share that? Amen. Uh, Lord just done something very special, Amen. Visitation, we had a couple get saved, and I just want to know if they'd like to stand up and share that. If they would, they can, and if not, we'll share for them, Amen. All right, Amen. Okay, well, we had a couple. Um, Lord, somebody help me. Their names, J W and Brandy, Amen. Right back there. Praise God. Trusted the Lord as Savior yesterday. Amen. And I want you to be much in prayer for them and just rejoice in what they and the decision they made to trust Christ as their Savior. Amen. We just praise the Lord. They're going to be getting married soon, and I don't know of a better way to start a marriage amen, and a life together. Genesis chapter 4, verses 1 through 7. <coughs> Let me ask this. If Unless it's just absolutely necessary, unless it's just absolutely necessary, I would like for you to ask I'm done preaching to, to be going here and yonder. All right, that would help me and others around you. When the devil raises Cain, God is able. When the devil raises Cain, God is able. Cain was the first death row criminal, if you will. 
committed first degree murder, premeditated, I believe. And so the expression raising Cain is one that we've used a lot. It, it describes an act of violence, uh, an uproar, a problem. Now, folks, if there's ever a day we're living, we're living in a day when the devil's raising Cain. He's raising Cain in heads, homes, and hearts. He's raising Cain in families, finances, and even in faith of God's people. But if I were Satan, I would do exactly what he's doing. If I were Satan, I would get members to demand their way. I would get members to complain about the pastor's sermon, the color of the carpet. <coughs> I would get members against members fighting. If I were Satan, I'd encourage church members not to be committed. If I were Satan... I would tell them it's okay to avoid the truths of God's Word. If I were Satan, I would dissuade everyone from thinking about hell. I, that'd be the last thing I'd want thinking about. He said, if I were Satan, I wouldn't want them to focus on the reality that over one million babies are killed each year in abortion. If I were Satan, I'd keep church members way too busy to pray I mean, I'd do all I could to keep people from praying. I'd get them busy bashing other Christians and one another. Anything but praying for them. If I were Satan, if I could do these things, I'm sure I'd get Christians fighting Christians. I'm sure I'd cause apathy and discouragement. I'm sure I would rob the victory out of the house of God. And I would shout with pleasure on how easy it was to use them. And I would declare, it is good, it is very good. The devil may be raising Cain, but God is able. A.W. Tozer said this, Anything God has ever done, He can do now. Anything God has done anywhere, He can do here. And anything God has done for anyone, He can do for you. Praise God. But in spite of the devil raising Cain, boy, I got a God that's able. Praise God, I got a sovereign that's in control. I got a spirit that comforts and a Savior that cares. I got a cause that lifts. I got a church that loves me. And a Christ that leads me. But when the devil raises Cain, hallelujah, hallelujah, God is able. Three things this morning I want you to get that he's able to do today. Number one, God is able to overrule man's religion. <coughs> Excuse me. Genesis 4 is filled with first things. First children ever born, Cain being the first child. First set of blood brothers. First offering ever presented. First murder in recorded history. First false religion. 
and the first apostate. In Genesis 4.1, And Adam knew Eve his wife, and she conceived him by Cain and said, I've gotten a man from the Lord. And she again bare his brother Abel. And Abel was a keeper of sheep, but Cain was a tiller of the ground. The name Cain means acquired of Jehovah. The name Abel means empty, vain, and unsatisfactory. When Eve saw Cain, she immediately decided this is the seed promised in Genesis 3.15. She perceived that this would be the one that would restore everything that had been stolen in Genesis chapter 3. She looked and she was settled that that Cain was the one. And it literally took the, 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 the death and burying a son for her to realize devil's raising Cain. We find here that as he begins his work in chapter 3, <coughs> excuse me, of disobedience and defilement and a depraved hearted man in chapter 3, he just continues it in chapter number 4 and creates the first man-made religion. And don't miss this this morning, folks. The most damnable thing to the cause of Christ is religion. And it's man-made. We see, as we look at this, God being able to overrule man-made religion. First of all, we see a requirement. In the process of time, it came to pass. They came, brought the fruit of the ground, an offering unto the Lord. And Abel, he also brought the first firstlings of his flock and the fat thereof. And the Lord had respect unto Abel and his offering. But unto Cain and his offering had not respect. Cain was very wroth, and his countenance fell. Cain was the first farmer. Abel was the first shepherd. <coughs> and my, what a contrast from a human standpoint and a holy standpoint. For you see, in Genesis chapter 3 and verse 21, when it was all seen, God comes looking for Adam and Eve. And they go through all the ordeal and sin has to be dealt with. First thing God did was He slew an animal and blood was shed and He made them coats to cover their nakedness. Men made aprons. God made coats. You'll get that going home. Man made aprons. God made them a coat. You'll get that going home. Amen? And in Genesis 3.21, that blood was shed. And as God took that animal and shed that blood, the, the blood of it, something innocent died for the guilt of Adam and Eve. And that day God said to Adam, Adam, I want you to teach your children 
they got to bring the bloody sacrifice. For there's no re- without the shedding of blood, there's no remission of sin. So Adam comes to his son Cain and Abel. He says, now boys, here's what we got to do. He says, once a year we got to bring a, a lamb, a, a sacrifice. And the blood's got to be caught. It's got to be sprinkled on the mercy seat. And when God sees the blood, he'll pass over you. Amen? And then we realize that it was a bloody sacrifice. And it come time. And it came to pass. And it came time to do this. Then all of a sudden we find <coughs> that Cain said, Well, I know what God said. I understood him. But my the fruit of my hand is so much greater. I, I want you to know I'm going to bring the works of my hands to God. And surely, surely, He'll accept that. Surely He will. I mean, after all, I'm going to give Him the best my hands can create. I'm going to give Him the best of my fields. I'm going to give Him the the most expensive of what I have in my hands. Surely, surely, when He sees the toil and the labor and the cost I've been willing to pay, surely, surely, He'll accept my offering. See, that's the problem. It was an offering. God never said, bring an offering. God said, bring a sacrifice. And man today is still doing that. Trying to bring God an offering. And God said, I'm looking for a sacrifice. Abel went out to his flock and he found that little old sheep, a male of one year old. And he put it up. And he got and he inspected everything about it. It said it's got no spot and no blemish. And he picks it up. And then he done something else. He he got another one and inspected it to make sure there was no blemishes, no fault. He checked to make sure the legs were straight. He made sure the coat was just fine. Made sure there was no sores, nothing wrong with it. And he took those two lambs and he took those to the altar of God. And he left one outside. Now don't miss this. Amen? Don't miss this. He, he took... Everybody can't look at me. We got people that whatever their need is, we got men in place to take care of it. I want you sitting still and paying attention to me. Amen? Alright, there's a fight out there and watch they handle it. I'll go out there and fix the whole crowd. Amen? Be done with it. And so we find that he takes and 
reason why God could say to a king, Sin lost right at the door. Where'd that sheep come from? Tell you where that sheep come from. That sheep come because Abel brought it. Abel brought it. But he walks in and he takes that sacrifice and the blood is shed. And God says, I'm pleased. Hallelujah, I'm pleased because the blood's been shed. He looks at Abel, a Cain, and, and Cain's mad. He's angry. The word wrath means uh, he is angry, mad. You'll find God begins to talk to Cain. And he says, listen, why are you angry? Why is your countenance fail? Because you see, he brought and created the first man-made religion. Jude 1 calls it the way of Cain. And it was a way of willful disobedience. God says, listen, Cain knew the truth, but rejected it. Cain knew, knew what he was supposed to do. He says, God, you take this or nothing. God said, I won't take that. Oh, if we could get a hold of something this morning, it would change our world forever. God doesn't change for none of us on this earth. Nobody. He's God Almighty. Amen. He's a whole lot holier than what most of us think He is. We find here that Cain began a work of trying to work and earn his way into heaven. Religion is man seeking to get to God. Christianity is God coming to man. Religion is man trying to help himself. Christianity is God helping man who cannot help himself. Abel met the requirements. He brought a sacrifice. Cain brought an offering. May I say this. Praise God, Abel's sacrifice cost him nothing. Don't miss his salvation. That little old couple trusted Jesus as their Savior. It didn't cost him a dime, but it wasn't cheap. It cost Jesus the sinless blood of Calvary for their sins to be saved. So we find here, and Cain comes. God says to Cain, He says, If, you, if thou doest well, shalt thou not be accepted. If thou doest not well, sin lieth at the door. So we find here, that he comes and he refuses, he refuses and begins man's made religion. And our world is, is dying at a, at a breakneck speed on man-made religion. Amen. Or if I could just open your heart and get you to hold of this. Oh, how we ought to get a hold of this. When we stand in God's holiness... I want you to know you ain't going to be bragging about nothing. You'll be on your face at His holiness. So the requirement, but notice the revenge. This man made religion. Why thou wrought? Why does our countenance fail? The word countenance means just look. He wore it. Amen. He wore the anger. Wrath means to burn or glow in anger. He felt wronged. So he's ready for war. 
He felt betrayed, so he's ready for blood. He felt violated, so he's out for vengeance. Cain had no one to be angry with but himself. God is able, hallelujah. When the devil raises Cain, God is able to overcome, overcome man's religion. I'm glad I don't have religion. I got a Savior. Hallelujah. I'm glad I got something more than a religion. I got a Savior. Praise God. I thank God for that. Number two, He's not only the devil raises Cain, God is able to overcome man's rebellion. Thou doest well, shalt thou not be accepted? Thou doest not well sin. First time the word sin is found in the Bible. It's found in verse number 7. That statement, life at the door, it, it describes a wild beast crouching, ready to spring on top of you. Cain rejected God's requirements. And he just couldn't handle it. He just couldn't handle what God had to say. So notice the first thing happens. In rebellion, he murders. Genesis 4, 8. Cain talked with Abel, his brother. I wonder what that kind of discussion had. I wonder the discussion was something like this. My offering's good as yours. I can't believe God didn't accept my offering. I'm just as good as you are. I don't know why, what the discussion was. But it came to pass when they were in the field. That Cain rose up against Abel, his brother, and slew him. First murder case. You say, well, what was the motive? Well, same one that manipulated him. Notice, devil's raising Cain. Listen what 1 John 3, 12 says. Not as Cain, who was of that wicked one, and slew his brother. And wherefore slew he him? Because his own works were evil and his brother's righteous. Abel was killed because Cain hated the truth his life proclaimed. And you know that's why Jesus buttoned. Amen? If you're walking where you ought to walk with God, and my desire in this message is getting us ready for the revival, and we're doing and walking where we want to walk, I promise you, a world is not going to be comfortable around you. Why? Because men love darkness rather than light. Because their deeds are evil. That's Heather said this. <coughs> You're the salt of the earth, not the sugar. Amen? So number one, God is able to over, overrule men's religion. But he's over to overcome man's rebellion. But even in the midst of this murder, I see mercy here. It's not deserved. God should have killed him. It's what God should have done. Chapter 4 opens. There's four people alive on earth. After the murder, they ain't but three. And the only ones that would have known about the murder was Adam and Eve. But Cain forgot something. You know how much we forget it today. And that is this. 
You can't hide from God. Spurgeon said, perhaps Cain went his way. The terrible matter was all over. He'd done the deed. It could not be undone. Blood had been swallowed up by the earth. That was it. It's done. But God come looking for Adam and Eve, and he came looking for Cain. Don't miss that. He come, and the Lord said unto Cain, Where is Abel, thy brother? He said, I know not lying. Am I my brother's keeper? He said. He said, Why hast thou done? Don't miss, this is the most amazing. This destroys everybody's thought, the ideal that the grave ends it all. Listen to what he said. The voice of thy brother's blood crieth, crieth unto me from the ground. Cain, that moment, received a life sentence. God drove him out like a vagabond upon the earth. But notice, notice, Cain comes and said, they'll, they'll kill me. Everybody's going to kill me. Here's what God said. Man, what mercy. God said, I'll set a mark on you. That everybody that sees you will not kill you. My, what mercy. What mercy. The Lord said unto him, Therefore, whosoever slept came, vengeance shall be taken on him sevenfold. And the Lord set a mark upon Cain, lest any should find him and kill him. I don't know what that mark was. Let me help you. Everybody look this way. Don't get caught up trying to make something that the Bible doesn't tell you. I've heard everything what this mark was. I've heard some that's really out there, you know. The Bible does not tell us what this mark was. He does not. And so if the Word of God doesn't tell us, we do well to try to not put an opinion to it. And I've heard some dillies, amen? One of these days I might tell you, I know this, I'll tell you what it was. It's a mark of mercy. Mark of mercy. And it's a constant reminder to Cain that if he would repent, there was a redemption available. If he confessed, he could be cleansed. If he surrendered, he could find salvation. And it's a mark of God's gracious Mercy, because every time he saw it, he knew God had extended mercy. So number one, when the devil's raising Cain, God is able to overrule man's rebellion. God's overcome man's rebellion, overrule man's religion. But don't miss this. He can, when, when the devil's raising Cain, he can overturn Man's reasoning. Cain slew Abel. Man reasoned, then there's no hope. Where's the promise coming through? Devil's raising Cain. 
Where's the hope coming? Abel is dead. Hell's rejoicing. The devil's having a party because he thinks he's won. But you know what God done? I love this. Matter of fact, I'm not found anywhere in the Bible. Nowhere have I found Cain ever repented. I've never found it. Even though God extended mercy, I never found it. But notice what God did. No mischief. When the devil raises Cain, God is able for a godly seed to be restored. In verse 25, And Adam knew his wife again, and she bare a son, and called his name Seth. For God, she said, hath appointed me another seed instead of Abel, whom Cain slew. This birth was different than the other births because this birth was given in the backdrop of a death. Someone innocent had died. Someone that had done no sin had died. Don't get ahead of me. Somebody that made the sacrifice died. But because of his death, there's a new birth being given here. His name is Seth. His name means the appointed one. Amen. His name proved to Eve that there would be a constant conflict between the seed of the serpent and the seed of the woman. I love this. She was the one. God, God said, I'll keep my word. And I don't encourage all of us that God will keep his word. Because in the very beginning, when the devil starts raising Cain, God is able to overcome, overrule everything he could do. Great salvation was received, and Seth to him also was born a son. Called his name Enos. I love that. And Luke 3.38, which was the son of Enos, which was the son of Seth, which was the son of Adam, which was the son of God. Then, there's one verse that I wanted you to so get this morning above anything else I preached. Then began men to call upon the name of the Lord. There's been no praying. There's no sacrifice since Abel died. But when Seth comes on the scene, then men began men to call upon the name of the Lord. And God was merciful to Cain. God let Cain build cities. God let the descendants of Cain prosper in this world. Cain's descendants became the great architects of our world. Embrace and all the things that you see that's been created, Cain's descendants did all. God was merciful and allowed them to prosper 
in this world. But then God says, what would it profit a man if he gained the whole world and lost his soul? Or what would a man give in exchange for his soul? But I find here, Cain's descendants were building cities. Seth's descendants were building altars. Cain raised, the devil raises Cain and says, it's impossible. But God is able and says, all things are possible with God. The devil raises Cain and says, nobody loves me. God is able and says, I love you. The devil raises Cain and says, you won't make it. God is able and says, my grace is sufficient. My strength is made perfect in weakness. Hallelujah. The devil raises Cain and says, you can't do it. God is able and says, you can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. When the devil raises Cain in your faith, God is able to save. When the devil raises Cain in your family, God is able to soothe. When, God, when the devil raises Cain in your finances, God is able to supply. And when the devil raises Cain in your future, God is able to secure. When the devil raises Cain, God is able. Lord's willing. October the 1st. October the 1st. It is in my heart for 20 days. From October the 1st to October the 20th. When revival starts here at the house of God. Is to pray and fast for God to do something life changing in our church. Next Sunday, I'm going to have a sheet here. And I'm going to ask you if you would be willing to fat, to pray and to fast. Let me, let me explain something. I'm not talking about just necessarily food. That's probably what I'll do. Because I like food. Sometimes think I'm addicted to it. Amen? But I love this. My grandson came to me and he said, I'm, I'm going to fast my video games. And I want you to know something. His video games is more important than eating to him most of the time. I'm going to have you to sign up here. I'm not going to ask you what you're going to fast. I just want you to sign your name. Saying, Pastor, I'll join you in prayer and fasting for revival. Now, I want to be very honest with you. That's a step for our church that we've never done. That's taking our church to a, to a whole different level of place that we've never been. Most of you have never prayed and fasted on anything. Some of you may have. Most of you probably haven't. And when we do that, almost immediately, there's battles that come with that. <coughs> Devil starts raising Cain in your life. Because he hates it. 
One occasion, Jesus comes down from the mountain. He's been up there transforming. They saw his glory. Man comes and said, My son's demon possessed, falling in the river in the fire. I took him to your disciples. They couldn't do nothing to help him. Jesus heals him. And then those men closest to him said, Why couldn't we do that, Jesus? He said, Some things, some things come not but by prayer and fasting. Don't miss this. Fasting does not change God. Fasting does not change God. Fasting divides you from that fleshly desire that so controls our life. What be food? What be video games? For some of you, it's TV. Hey, for some of you, for some of you, it, it, it's going to be sport for whatever. And it moves you from that, that thing that, that controls our life so much. We separate ourselves from it for a little while. I'm not going to dictate to you how much you do. But every person in this church ought to pray and fast something that God might send revival. And I'm going to ask you to join with me next Sunday to do that. And when the devil raises can, you need to remember this message. Because he will, if you pray and fast, he'll show up at your house. Then the second thing I'm going to ask you to do, and this is really going to be a, a killer for some of you, and that is this. Starting October the 1st to, to after revival, I'm going to ask you not to let one ugly, negative word come out of your mouth. Only that which lift up and edifies. You say, why? Because your words dictate your heart. How your words puts on display your heart. Years ago, I had a, a woman called me, asked me about a man. And I spent the next hours, I, I sliced, diced, got this man to no end. We got a message every week, and that week it was the stewardship of information. I put it in a tape player, and hit the play button. And the first thing out of the preacher said, you know, when you could just destroy and gut somebody, you don't. I said, bless God, I ain't listening to that. I fast-forwarded, hit the play button again, and guess what? He said, you know, when you could dis destroy and murder somebody's reputation and influence. And boy, about that time, I got under so convicted that I called the woman the next day and said, Ma'am, I'm sorry. I wasn't a good steward of information. And I said, You forgive me. I wasn't a good steward of information. Well, it's true. Where did you ever get the idea that if it's ugly and unkind, you got to voice it even if it's true. Where did you get that? 
Our words can be as destructive as Cain's was here. I don't know what they discussed. But in a little bit he rose up and killed his brother. So next Sunday I'm going to ask two things of you. I'm going to ask you to join me in praying for revival. I want God to do something. I want God to do something very real. Then the third thing. Then the third thing. October the 20th to be here. Three nights. And if God shows up, we'll let God have His way. Amen? We'll let God have His way. But I want you to make plans to be here. God can't help you if you're not here. And so tonight, I, I mean, today, I want you to begin this week praying because, and when the devil raises Cain, and he will, God is able. And you need to know that. Amen? You say, preacher, you sound like we're going to have all these battles. When we start praying, battles come. Amen? Devil don't care how much you shout, what all you do. He don't care your Bible study. Don't bother him one bit. It bothers him when a group of people will come together and unite and begin to pray and believe in God. He gets unnerved. Amen? Now, I'm done. Question. Are you in the way of Cain? Is the devil using you to raise Cain? Is the devil using you to raise Cain? Is the devil using your voice that I'll be praising him to raise Cain? I'll be praying to raise Cain. Is he using your voice? Is he using you? Won't you take that away from him and say, I just believe I'll slide over to the God is able side. And believe God to do what needs to be done in my life. If you're here this morning lost, good day to be saved. Let's all stand to our feet. Every head bowed, every eye closed.